and welcome. Sorry. Benvindo. I probably butchered that. I know for a fact I butchered that. But benvindo to all of those listening in Brazil and Brazil. Um, welcome. Welcome to another episode of Civil Discord. Sorry for all my Portuguese speaking people out there. I uh, I know maybe you can email me and uh, and teach me some some Portuguese via emails. I don't know. But welcome again to another episode of Civil Discord. I am one of your hosts, Maurice Jones. And with me, per usual, as always, she's here more often than I am, the Supreme Overlord of Liberty, Miss Amanda. Amanda, how is it going today? It's going well. You see why I left it to you to, to do the Portuguese sentences <laughs> so that I at least I could maintain the the like the, the veneer of yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be able to do that. When we start yeah. getting Italian listeners, then I can start doing half the podcast in Italian. Perfect. <laughs> um, we can do that one. Speaking of Italian, by the way, I was thinking, uh, so I'm, you know, today I've been doing, I've been finishing up some reading for, for the week for class and, um, I'm revisiting something that I read, uh, and getting my MA, but, uh, of course I have to read it again now, um, which is, it's called On Liberty. It's by a guy named Rinuccini and he was one of the earlier Republican writers, so a little bit before Machiavelli and I, and it's a very short dialogue and I was just thinking this guy kind of nails it. Um, and briefly, yeah, I was, I was realizing that you do get vestiges. I never call anyone a proto-libertarian, obviously, because they didn't have <laughs> libertarians back then. So I don't right. do that. But first of all, he gives you, he doesn't do the whole positive negative liberty thing. Cause that wasn't a thing until, mm-hmm. <laughs> until, uh, Isaiah Berlin just decided it was in the, in the right. 20th century. So he gives you both a positive definition of liberty and a negative definition of liberty. And you see this, this notion of liberty that begins to emerge merge, which is essentially the potential to choose how to serve your purpose. Like liberty is described as a potential. It's really, really great stuff. And you also get a little bit of latent, um, you get a little bit of taxationist theft in there. You have a non-Lockean defensive private property, which is really great because on the negative side, he's saying that it's not arbitrary rule and anything Mm. that is self-owned is inherently not arbitrary. So the exploitation and the appropriation of what is proper to you, your property is a form of arbitrary rule. So anyway, I just, I was having fun with that today and thinking about uh, how, um, yeah, Rinuccini kind of knows what's up. So I need, man, I need to, um, I'll definitely have to have to, take that book and give it to some people who are on tiktok but for some (laughs) reason i don't know maybe the algorithm knows that i'm a libertarian and i'm trying to stay away from my politics it keeps giving me all these marxist people popping up on my live feed and i'm like i don't want to listen to you spew this stupidity talking about how you know you're exploiting workers and Every capitalism is nothing but exploitation and this, that, and the other. As they're talking about this on a TikTok app on their phones, like I, it right. is what it is. But I mean, I'm, I'm like, huh, I need yeah. to, you know, maybe I need to go live one time and tell them that this is what they need to read and just move on with it. You could. My you could. goodness. My goodness. So today is Sunday. As we, we typically record on Sundays, the Cowboys had a great win today in overtime. But For those of you who don't follow the NFL, there was a guy, his name is John Gruden, and um, he just, he resigned 
I I use that term very loosely. It was probably more of like a ball and toad. You were going to resign and um and do that. He resigned because a bunch of emails that um, ESPN termed as homophobic, misogynistic, racist, um, what all the other phobics and isms that are that are out there. He was termed with or whatnot. Um, and it was fairly interesting to to kind of see that all of these emails actually came to light, not because they were investigating John Gruden, but because they were investigating the Washington football team, which changed their name from the derogatory term of Redskins to football team, um, which I love because that means my Cowboys can beat up on a football team twice a year and, and and be fine with it, even though we did lose to them last year. But I, I will nonetheless, say- I sorry briefly no, um, as someone who who grew up in in DC and also as someone who is more Native American than, than Elizabeth Warren, um, <laughs> I can speak on behalf of my people, and uh, we do not care about the name the Redskins. <laughs> so. Hey, go figure. Go anyway. figure. People are doing stuff without actually talking to people who actually do, yeah. who, who actually care about those 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 issues. So. Um, but they dug into his emails starting 10 years ago when he wasn't working for the NFL. He wasn't working for anybody. In essence, he was working for Disney because he was working for ESPN. And they termed some of these emails to be racist and misogynistic. And some of the terms that he used, I, I will say they're probably not the most PC terms to use. He's using, you know, the word queer. Um, referring to somebody very much in a derogatory in a derogatory way, and he's using he used uh, he called the the leader of the NFL Players Association. He said he had Michelin tire lips, um, which is a weird way to describe to, to describe somebody. Very um, weird. And everybody said that that those were racist and that 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 was a racist uh, tone, which I've never heard anybody use the term Michelin tire lips. Um, to call somebody, say somebody has big lips or whatever. But John Gruden came back and said, you know what? No, that that wasn't anything racist. That was me saying, hey, his t- his lips are like rubber. You know, I don't I don't believe anything that comes off of them. Like, huh. it's just th- that was a term that he used. And, and that was his defense. But, um, of course, everybody came after him after these emails came out. And the Oakland Raiders ended up telling him, hey, you've got to resign. And so forth. So, I mean, it's a it's a it's a, it's still more things are still coming out on this. And and we Amanda and I are both never quick to judge anything or never quick to, to jump on on one thing. Well, we try not to do that. We do that sometimes because we're human and we live in the impulse of this world and whatnot. And there are plenty of Karens and whatnot out there for us to jump on. But with, with this situation, I, I found it very interesting that cancel culture came after an NFL person who did something prior to even working for the NFL or working prior to working for the NFL again during his second stint. And it was just, it, I, I was going back and forth with my thoughts, like should, you know, the Raiders are an organization. They can force somebody to step down if they want to or whatnot, which is perfectly them. But should we be punished for things that we've done prior to what our current employer has signed us who has signed up for kind of thing. So um, those are just some a few thoughts that I was getting into, and I got into a few heated discussions. But 
that's the basis of Amanda. What are your thoughts on this whole situation? Well, so for, I mean, maybe after I give a couple thoughts, I want to know how you would define cancel culture because I was just thinking about it. And it seems like, because there's a difference, right? As you were saying, a mm. private organization can fire someone. Um, right. And and it's it's not that's not cancel culture. Similarly, you can boycott a product. That's not right. cancel culture. It seems right. like cancel culture is, first of all, it's usually comes after a person or it's related to one person right. um, or one event. And it is the the desire to get that person not just fired, but you prevented from being a participant in, in right. society. Right. Um, if, if you're talking about trying to cancel a product, usually it's because of something that one person has done. So either right. way, it's an error. It's kind of like a cognitive error in either in scope in some sense that you're either mm -hmm. making one product all about one person or you're making one person all about everything that they do in the future or the past and can never hold a, a job again. So I guess that's how right. I would define and differentiate. But um, I was also thinking too, is all these people are coming out and saying, well, we, we have his emails. So that's evidence of the real him and it's it's who you really are and i'm like you know what there is no who you really are and who you fakely are unless right. you unless you have this artificial persona mm -hmm. that you present to the world all the time and so you assume that everyone else does too right. obviously i behave with slightly different characteristics when I'm talking with you versus when I, I was going to say when I'm in class, but that's almost not true. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, a, a little bit it is um, versus if I'm, if I'm talking with my parents. So, but it's not as though one of those is the real me or they're all fake. And I'm only really myself when I'm just sitting alone. It, I feel like you only make that assumption that people are revealing who they truly really are. Uh -huh. If you yourself are the type of person who is going to bifurcate the, the you that you are internally from the you that you are externally. Exactly. And in that sense, I feel like you lead, lead a really sad life if that's, yeah. if that's the truth. Yeah. It's always, it, it's, it's, it, it, I, I do feel like a lot of people who come out and say that it's a form of projection. It is definitely, hey, you know what? I do this, so everybody else must do this, and they have to do this. Where it's yeah. like, no, like I'm, I, I may, um, you may tone some things down depending on the setting or whatnot, but that's the real you, regardless. Like, mm -hmm. I'm gonna be real. If John Gruden doesn't like black people, he probably doesn't like black people all the time. So he's, he, he it's, he's probably not willing to work with a lot of black people in, in close proximity. He probably wouldn't be willing to coach a lot of black people in the NFL, which again, makes no sense to me whatsoever. Oh, well, John Gruden's racist and this, that, you know, this is like, that makes no sense because if he was, why would he want to subject himself to deal with a, with, with a, a product that is over 70% black? Like, if, and I think that's erring on the side of um, it's probably yeah. closer to 75 percent or so, maybe 80 percent of the athletes that are in the NFL are they're black. They are. So if you don't like them, why would you want to coach with them? I will say this. Like, so when these emails and stuff came to light, I, I probably heard more people actually defending John Gruden 
than than actually like oh saying that's bad that's this bad and again he did say something about roger goodell when um and this was i think i can't remember when michael sand was drafted but i think he was drafted like 2013 or something like that he became the the first openly gay football player in in the nfl and he was drafted by the rams and he, he and the quote was something like i cannot believe that roger goodell put on a put on a stunt to allow the the rams to draft a queer or whatnot and of course very derogatory you know and and think things that i will never condone like i don't it, i don't condone you speaking ill of anybody and 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 how they operate or so forth unless they are trying to do something to you as far as as far as a, a form of defense or whatnot so again unwarranted i wouldn't i wouldn't i mean I think that was more a shot at Roger Goodell than it was the person, because it's like, you're just doing this as a stunt for show. You're not doing this. Like the Rams aren't drafting him because he's a great player. They're right. drafting him so they can say, Oh, look at what we're doing, you know? And, right. and that's not a product that at the time, John Gruden was like, that's not what player, that's not what people want. People who watch NFL don't want you to be some kind of show. They want you to put a good product on the field. And so it, it and, and and that's in essence what it did. The people followed the Rams throughout the entire training camp to kind of see how they were processing. And people weren't talking about football; they were talking about Michael Sam. And it really became more of a of a circus around the the at the at that time the St. Louis Rams. And so and so I can get his his sentiments as to why he wasn't okay with it. Again, you don't have to use those words. You don't have to describe people that way, um, unless they say, "Hey, you can call me that." Cool. I mean, because the Q is in the LGBTQ plus or, or however you pronounce Since it. I, AI I, too. Yeah. So, um, yeah. and I, I don't mean that in any offense. Like I'm not trying to say anything. Like, I don't know how to pronounce it. Cause I saw Neither does TikTok. Justin Trudeau. <laughs> like, man, I saw it on TikTok. Somebody was mad at Dave Chappelle. Cause he kept saying LB, LBGTQ or something like that, as opposed to LGB or, and so forth. I was like, okay, oh my now gosh, I need to remember so well, yeah. why why do you necessarily need to give one more billing than the other? I mean, the Bs are right. just as important as the Gs. So, I, sorry, like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. So, I, I, I don't want to. I, I, I truly don't mean that in any offense to anybody. Yeah. Um, so, if if I did, my apologies because because that was not my intent. But um, one of the one of the things that, that that really sparked my interest was should I, as an employer, um get rid of somebody for something that they've done prior to working for me when they've been working for me for about three years and they haven't done anything with me for three years, stuff that came out. And, and I've, the NFL, the NFL all has all these emails. It's not like this is anything new. They, they just decided to go through them because of a different thing. But should I, as the Raiders say, you know what? I don't want you working for me anymore, even though we're having a good season. Even though you have you you have built this brand of the Las Vegas Raiders, um, even though we've moved and we, we've spent all this money in you, uh, should should the Raiders have been like, oh, you know what? Like, is their bottom line really going to be affected, or was it just more more pressure of the NFL saying, hey, you got to do it, you got to get rid of them because we don't want a bad look, regardless of how good of a coach he is, regardless regardless of what changes he's what changes he's made in his life to not use these terms anymore. Um, stuff that's, I mean, and and I want to say the Michael Sam emails were like 2014. So we're talking seven to 10 years ago, these emails have taken place. 
And now, and and your players are coming to your defense. People you've worked with on Monday Night Football are coming to your defense. People you worked with at ESPN are coming to your defense. And so now all of a sudden it's a, oh, well, we know who you really are now, so we got to get rid of you. When you knew you knew who this person was three years ago when you hired him, you know. That, that, that's a great point. I, I mean, like, so we have the collective cultural memory of a goldfish. Like, we're we not do. going to remember this, especially especially if it's not a, a slur. It's not, right. you know, you can you can argue about whether this was in poor taste, but there's there's clearly not animus. I think, you know, the one place where you could argue that there was animus is toward Roger Goodell. Right, exactly. Um, and it's, yeah, I, I think barring certain types of deeds, right? Like if you find out some, that someone's committed a crime, right? right? Or you find out that someone's a felon or, I mean, sometimes even then, right? Mm. Depending on the felony. Exactly. You want to give someone the second chance. Exactly. Um, but barring that, if you have something, if you have a series of emails that would not sound, look out of place in any NFL locker room, honestly, Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, talk about locker room talk, right? Right. Uh, I, I don't, I agree with you. I'm not sure why you would even think it was in the short term in your interest to have someone resign in, in this right. instance. And then, of course, but when you read certain art, certain articles, they'll say, oh, well, that's a culture that the NFL has to change. And mm-hmm. I mean, I, I get it. I do, but I mean, it's what are you going to do? Just fire everybody in the NFL and just start afresh and 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 literally bet every single person to say, "Hey, let's look at your emails for the past twenty years. Let's let's see what you've said. Who cares what you are as a person? Who cares how you interact with people?" Right. Um, there are people. I mean, because because let's be real, there are people who you have to interact with on a daily basis that you don't like. Like, I mean. There are drivers on the road that you have to interact with that you don't like. And, and again, I'm not defending John Gruden in any, in any form or fashion. But if, if you literally had a camera on you every single time and somebody cut you off in traffic and, then, and, then, and then, then your employer says, oh, hey, somebody cut you off in traffic and you send a text message to your wife, um, you know, because of this, that and the other five years ago, talking about how somebody, how this person was a stupid idiot. Or whatnot, and they say, "Oh, well, now we can't have you anymore because of what you did this long." And again, I'm not defending him. I'm just saying there are so many things that people do on a on a daily basis that if our employers were to get a hold of them for hold a hold of a hold of things five years ago, then if you really want to get rid of people, then you then everybody is out of a job, like Absolutely. regardless. And so, I mean, it's it is what it is. Um, John Gruden, I mean, he was rich. I mean, the guy was making. I think they paid. They gave him like a ten-year, hundred million dollar contract or something like that. So I mean, he was making he's making ten million dollars a year, and I'm pretty sure they're going to pay him out um, from this contract and so forth. So he'll be set. He's got that. I mean, he's got that fu money. I mean, the guy. He's he he's a good. I mean, I'm not saying he's a good guy, but he's probably set. He probably be around people who. I mean, he's a millionaire. He's probably worth a lot of money. Has some good investments. So he'll be on his feet, but. The Oakland Raiders, they won. I'm sorry, not Oakland. They changed their name. The Las Vegas Raiders, they won today. So, I mean, they're, they're a squad that's four and two. So maybe they'll do well without them. We'll see. But anyways, moving on into the other news. I, I cannot remember all the states that have done it, but I know Governor Abbott 
is I just want to say the most recent one. Of course, yeah. Florida has done it as well too. But they, I know last week we discussed the the mandates of these of of certain uh, uh, of like Southwest of other companies saying, hey, everybody needs to be vaccinated. And we and we, and I know we discussed. I want to say it was on previous episode. Joe Biden, yeah, you know, saying, mandate, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Joe Biden saying, oh, yeah, companies are going from 59 percent uh, vaccinated to 99 percent vaccinated. <laughs> and well, 100 percent like... now. <laughs> because, right. Yeah. So but there are governors who are coming out and saying, no, you cannot do like we're we are not going to enforce um, companies having to, you know, we're not going to allow companies force force vaccinating their 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 employees. So they have a they they have that that um that choice to make. We're going to uh, give them that leeway to make that choice, and you get some people who are saying, people who call themselves libertarians on both on both sides will yeah. say, "Oh no, this is the state coming in, and these are private companies, and they should be able to do what they should what what what, what they want and so forth." And then you have other other libertarians who are saying, "No, like yay." Kudos to the state for fighting back against the state. Like, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it's it's like, hey, you know, somebody's got to protect these individuals. Somebody's got to stick up for them. And if the state wants to stick up for them, then allow them to stick up for them. So, I mean, that's two sides to a coin. What are your thoughts on that one? Yeah, so I'm not going to rehash the entirety of my least common denominator of self-ownership argument. Right. <laughs> but what I will do is I, I'll, I'll say, and I mean, I, I think there might be a, t- a time when I will I will need to do that and clarify some of my positions. But with respect to, you know, the, the national vaccine mandate in particular, you have all these uh, all these governors trying to get out ahead of, of OSHA, which is not hard to do because OSHA's a bureaucratic agency. It's going to take <laughs> us three real. times. Like, it's guys, we can actually do this. I, just shut up. Just, just pretend you're going to do it, okay? <laughs> so, shovel some papers, damn it. Right. Um, but you have all these government governors uh, trying to get ahead of, of OSHA and saying, well, you can't have vaccine mandates in our state. And the question is, is that a libertarian position? Is that a position in favor of liberty, right? And there is a reason that I think that you can make a compelling a strategic defense of what's happening that is not mm. anti-liberty. So right. you can argue that the states have the jurisdiction here. So if if there's if there's a state government that's saying you can't impose this mandate, you can actually take that to to the Supreme. You can take that to the court. Mm-hmm. Um, because what you if you're a governor and you believe that most employers in your state are have an interest in not enforcing a federal mandate, your best recourse, really your only recourse and the fastest way to take this to the Supreme Court is to say, well, no mandates, is to ban bans. Right. Um, so it's it's not, I think, about governors in, infringing on employers' rights, or at least this is the charitable read here. It's about people who are closer to their constituency mm-hmm. and their home state's economy, and they're using the only tool that they have at their disposal to keep the national mandate from allowing more choice. So essentially what you have is you have this catch-22 where governors can either do nothing and Mm -hmm. then you have the national mandate that's imposed. Or the governors can ban the mandates and give people a little bit more leeway because I don't think in most of these situations, if you have a small mom and pop shop or whatever, 
that imposes the mandate. Mm -hmm. I don't think you're going to have anyone, any like a police department come in and enforce the, the ban. I could be wrong. Right. But I think if if you can, if you see that that is clearly the business is wanting to make that decision, I just don't think it's, it's, it's enforceable. Right. So what this really is about, it's about keeping employers from getting fined $14,000 per employee to right. not keep them from making choices. It's, it's, and it's also, it's good for federal revenue, right? Or sorry, it's, mm. it's good for state revenue because it keeps you from having to pay these fines. And also, you know, it, it keeps people employed. Because right. a lot of people, as as we're going to discuss, are, are you know are walking off and are leaving. Yeah. Um. So I I don't see it as infringing on employer choice in the interest of politics. I see it as potentially an attempt to keep politics out of employment. Um. And that's I unfortunately it's really the only recourse that governors have at the moment because right. there is this federal mandate. I don't mm-hmm. think you would have them banning things in a lot of cases, um, absent the sense of national pressure. Right. For sure. And, 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 um, just, just to piggyback off of that, I, I completely agree. I mean, in the, if, and when, when, when I hear libertarians, you know, argue like, Oh, this is the state and you're over here defending the state. I'm like, no, you, you are implying that this is happening organically, that, employee employers are coming out of the woodworks out of nowhere saying hey you know what as a company we are going to say that everybody needs to be vaccinated that's what you're implying and that's not what's ha- that, that that's not at all what's happening it is that this is definitely a top-down effect the federal government is saying this and so people are starting to follow the follow those rules as opposed to the free market saying the market saying hey you know what Everybody needs to be vaccinated in your in your specific areas. And it's one of those things of like if there are there are certain venues that say you either have to be vaccinated or you have to provide a negative COVID test. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, that's that is something that has happened organically. Like, hey, you know what? Because they're giving people an option. Hey, you know what? If you want to come, just go get a test real quick. Yeah. Tell us that, you know, tell us that, that, that you're doing positive or, or tell us that you're negative and then we'll move on now. Again, when you walk in and you're showing somebody, I would ask them, are you HIPAA certified? And if they're not, then they probably should not be checking that at the door. And you and that's a liability for that for that for that specific venue or company. But they can do whatever they want to do. And and so because this is not happening organically, I think it's this is, you know, least common, not least common denominator like like you say, as far as we're defending liberty on on that sense. But I mean, as much as I cannot stand Greg Abbott, like as much as I cannot stand the guy, he came out and he said it. And and it was and it was like, okay, you want to know what the free market is at work? Last week we talked about Southwest and how they're canceling all this all these flights. And they they, they first were saying it's because of weather. Yeah. When that's a lot of flights due to weather. I will say it's a lot of flights due to weather. But of course, we record on Sundays and Tuesday, the CEO comes out and says, we're not enforcing vaccine mandates. And you want to know what happened? People came back to work. Yeah. You want to know why? Because you're like, OK, if you're not going to enforce it, then I then I do have the choice. That is a free market. That's the free market at work doing what they're supposed to be doing. And um, we have it in our show notes. This is continuing all over the country. There are a lot of people who are walking off saying, you know what? 
I'm done. There are people who were in the army who were saying, I'm willing to get dishonorably discharged from the army because you're forcing me to get a vaccine. I mean, they they do it all over the place. People are walking off of jobs. You have um, the uh, I think the um, the he was the like the leader of like uh, the pilots union was on with Glenn Beck. And they were talking about it and, and, and pilots were saying we're not we are 100 percent against vaccine mandates like the pilots want to do it. They can do it. But we are not going to enforce any any type of any type of mandates. And if you try so try flying, try it like they, they pretty much just said challenges. Let us know. Let us know. And we will push back. And I love to see it. I love to see it. Yeah, no, I, I, a really quick thing just, just to go back, because I was um, going back to the possibility of putting in a mandate ban and then having uh, another, a company try and retaliate against it. You can fire anyone for anything anyway, okay? You don't, you don't, if you want to fire someone because they haven't gotten vaccinated, like, you would pull up, pull up some email that they wrote. Uh, 10 yes. years ago and and where they exactly. where they call someone and you can fire <laughs> anyone for anything that, that's sure not can. problematic um and i i do want to briefly know because i think in last week's show this would have been my 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 issue with the research uh for the show notes um we mostly attributed this to an air traffic control issue which was uh what mm-hmm. southwest was blaming at the time we do know that there are some air traffic control uh workers who are walking off um, but it was much more related to Southwest employees that were doing this. And so I want to correct the record on that. Um, uh, not, not on your, not cause you did anything wrong, wrong, but just because I want to make sure people know, uh, I could have been clear on journalism that. people. <laughs> it's ger- journalism. <laughs> um, yeah, so it, it's, it's good to see. Um, it's a little bit harrowing to see because on the one hand you want to see, this temporary disruption. We've already got a supply chain issue. If we've got worker or if we've got truckers starting to walk off as they are doing so, that'll be mm-hmm. exacerbated. Um, and then, yeah, you, you're seeing, I, there are a bunch of videos of people, even at, um, there've been a couple at UCLA of people who are in the medical school getting kicked out, uh, oh, not wow. being able to go into work. And so like, it's a little cringe because they post these videos on TikTok and it's them like getting escorted out of the building. And like, it's a little overwrought, but I'm glad they're doing it. I'm, I'm, right. I'm disagreeing with the format. That's, that's right. all I'm disagreeing <laughs> with like the background music, you know, um, yeah. but it's, it's happening in, in a lot of, in a lot of places. And I, I, this is what gives me faith um, because you're seeing people realize, oh, this is untenable. If people actually say no, you can't do this. Right. I, unless, and unless you want to shadow society where half of the nurses are, you know, but I, I feel like this is becoming increasingly untenable as suggested also by OSHA dragging its feet. Like guys, we actually yeah. don't, we can't. Definitely. And, yeah. And it, it reminds me, I'm going to take this back to Disney Pixar's A Bug Life. Oh, okay? wow. You all, okay. everybody knows the story of A Bug's Life. If you haven't seen it, I'm going to ruin it for you, but it's probably too late because you should have already seen this movie because it's that great of a movie. It is It is in Disney Pixar's top five, like easily top wow, five. Okay, okay. So Hopper, the grasshopper, who is the villain wow. in, the, in, the, in the movie, literally – 
they're all him and his buddies are all in the in what is deemed to be a bar for grasshoppers or so. And he takes a little he takes a little nut that the ants that, that they always collect from the ants and he throws it at a grasshopper. He says, Does that hurt? Hop, the, the grasshopper says, No, it doesn't. Takes another one. D- does that hurt? Nope. And he's like, What about this? He literally takes all of the nuts and he throws them on these two grasshoppers, killing them. And he says, One is okay. When they realize that they outnumber us, then that's a problem. And I think that is exactly what is happening with everybody. They realize you can't function without me. So here we go. Spoiler, here's what happened. The ants found out that they didn't need the grasshoppers. And they combined, literally, in the end of the movie, they all clock arms showing that they are connected. And And what happens? They end up getting Hopper. He gets fed to a bird and all the other grasshoppers fly away because they've all joined together, showing that that, that they have the strength in numbers. We are the ants. The people who are forcing all this stuff are the grasshoppers. Let's make that happen, people. Let's be, watch a bug's life. Get motivated. We're moving on. Like, let's go. How do you remember <laughs> this? I love a bug's life. I love a bug's That's life. That's incredible. I... <laughs> Wow. I did not remember any of that. Like the one thing that I remember from Bugs Life is this one scene where they're on somebody's shoe. Wasn't that a Bugs Life where they're on somebody's shoe? I don't even know if it was Bugs Life or Ants because Ants also came out and and, and, and Ants was terrible. Um, That's what I remember. (laughs) That was DreamWorks. We don't don't count DreamWorks. Although DreamWorks DreamWorks did do a pretty good uh, Prince of Egypt. Um, I I would Thank you. Thank I you. Love Prince of Egypt. I watch it every single year. It's so I know good. We're, we're, I watch it every single year for Passover. Yes. Every single year, I watch yes. it for Passover. I, Prince of Egypt. Watch it. It's a great, great, great movie. I really great wish. Movie. And listeners, we won't be doing this too much longer. I'm sorry. Just, so I really, really wish that they had gone and done like a, an entire Exodus series. So like yes. he really did the short shrift with him just coming down with the tablets. I'm like, no, no, no. And then break them. And then do the second <laughs> tablets where you carve them yourself. And those, yes. there would have been so many great songs. Yes. Um, yes. Anyway. Uh, yeah. At the very least, yeah. get the soundtrack <laughs> to yeah. Prince of Egypt. It is a great, great, great soundtrack. I feel like my favorite song is The Plagues or yes. whatnot. That, what? I mean, that just dreamworks people when when they do like actual like adaptations and when you're able to find specific things in the movies that you can relate to real life makes it that much more powerful mm-hmm. and and i know like like a bug's life people you look oh it's a kid movie like a and so forth but when you <laughs> because i can relate to it yes when when you realize like hey it's about people banding together against somebody who is trying to threaten their lives their livelihood then okay you know prince of egypt you know when 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 they're able to take that and just make it and make it seem so real i mean because it is but when they're they're able to they're actually able to put like some some action behind it and you see what is actually happening it just it's just that it's just that much more powerful and the music again like i said favorite song the plagues moses versus ramses like phenomenal uh i mean it's it, it it is a great movie so Here's your homework for this week. Go watch A Bug's Life and go watch Prince of Egypt. I don't know. 
A Bug's Life is definitely on Disney Plus if you have it. Um, Prince yeah. of Egypt, if you don't own it, you will probably have to rent it from Amazon or buy it somewhere. Not. But great, great, great movie. Great I, movie. I will say Sorry. fantastic voice acting. The Plagues, what's great about The Plagues is that you actually hear in the instrumentation the various plagues. Yes. Um, and, you, yes. and so that's your also that it can also be your homework is like do an esoteric analysis of the instrumentation <laughs> of the plagues. Uh, report back to us, please. Uh, Definitely. Anyhow, we were talking about libertarians. Is that this is what the podcast is about? Know, something, something going on with libertarians and banding together. Okay, China. Good. I don't know. Probably oh, China. China. China always pops up. Pops. What's up every happening now and in again. China now? This. Heck, you tell me. I China. China. They are. They are. They are always the uh, the the first people to pop up anytime I mention something about um, decentralization. Yeah. Versus for the left and the right people, I would say China, 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 yeah. China, China, and I'm like, okay, here we go again with China. But they're doing something that is actually like, oh, it sparks my interest a little bit. Well, so yeah, you remember over the summer? I think it was over the summer where they had a, a rocket and they just didn't plan the landing. They didn't have a landing coordinate at all, so they were just like, we're gonna let the rocket fall and everyone was like where's it gonna fall and they're like uh maybe the water or uh <laughs> namibia <laughs> so and, and we just didn't know right um ended up being the water which is really good that our earth is mostly water um because right. otherwise uh yeah wouldn't have been so great at any rate um china has now uh kind of done a redux of that and now it's got uh a nuclear capable missile it's capable of it's it's capable of being armed it wasn't armed but it did a it did a successful test flight around the uh you know around the earth mm. so china red china has essentially usurped the position of red russia although probably with red russia's help i'm not really sure now, for me, I I actually do go through like Cold War history phases. Uh-huh. So I have a plan for the bomb, and I think about the bomb occasionally. And this and this this freaks me out. Uh, this this entire project freaks me out also because I think, well, what if they just do an armed test and don't program the landing coordinates for that? Then what happens? Mm, right. Um. So that's. That's an issue, and clearly China is flexing lately, right? It's play, it's doing some weird stuff in Taiwan. It's trying to flex its power in Taiwan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's completely got the global community wrapped around its finger with regard to COVID. They still won't admit that it came from a lab in Wuhan. It's still a right. theory, just like evolution's a theory in the same sense. Yes, it's a theory, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. Um, it, they, I mean, here's, I understand why, but it, it doesn't make me very happy that the entire issue with China is that they are violating the non-aggression principle on the daily. They're stealing intellectual property to do business in China. You basically have to let them take your intellectual property. This was just covered on a recent Joe Rogan episode, um, as well as, uh, um, uh, Sagar and Jetty and Crystal Ball um, mm-hmm. covered this as well. So there are so many violations and it doesn't benefit anyone whom it's supposed to benefit really to do business in China. It's 
the way that we approach the situation needs work. I don't think China wants to blow anyone up. I don't think China would particularly care if they blew someone up, but I don't think they want to really. I think essentially they just want to get out out of the thumb of, of Western domination. And why wouldn't you if you were China? But the thing is that they are doing so at the expense of their people. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're doing so at the expense of our people and our property uh, and others all around the global community. I just, I cringed when they banned Bitcoin because again, it could have been people's way out in a number, in a number of situations. Right. I, again, my first recourse with, with this kind of thing is, is to start instituting a brain drain and trying to recruit Chinese immigrants very, very Mm. quickly. Um, but this, this disturbs me because there's so much impotence from, from the global community on China right. because we have too much of an interest, mm-hmm. uh, even though we really seem not to when it comes down to it. So, I think I, 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 for some reason, man, I, I, it's this whole China, China has. So growing up, you would always hear, oh, China has the U.S. as far as debt and this, that and the other. And and I I believed it, and then I started looking at numbers and were like, oh no, most of the U.S. debt is actually to its own citizens. Mm. But um, well, but, but China, but China, who will they pay first? Exactly. But 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 China does have like does have some interest in in the U.S. And so when 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 I look at those things, um, to, to go back to your point of of like China doesn't want to, to China doesn't want to bomb people. Or do because it's not in their best interest. Like they, China knows that. All the other countries know that. Like it's it's the same thing when when they talk about like nuclear wars and and this that, and the other. Everybody knows that it's in everybody's interest to not start a nuclear war because then it's then because then everybody is gone. Like it's like a you you're dropping nukes, I'm dropping nukes. Everybody's gone. Then the only people surviving are the cockroaches and people who have built the 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 nuke. Um, shelters and which, the tardigrades. Like that's it, you know. M- maybe some landfills here and there because they nobody knows how to destroy landfills. But I, but but j- just just getting back to it, um, I it's it's one of those things of China does a whole lot of things that are bad. Like we we know this. China is, that has no good reputation, but they know. They they don't want to be under the Western thumb, but they know they have to interact with with Western civilization in order to be some sort of successful when it comes to growth as a country. Partly because they tried it prior, and then once they actually opened themselves up to the world, that's when they started to see. That's when China slowly started to become a world power. It's with they they opened their borders. That they encouraged trade. That's why you you see what happens in. In Hong Kong and Beijing, probably the only the only cities so the, uh, the, a, a couple of the only cities that actually allow like true like capitalism markets or whatnot, because I mean, Hong Kong is slowly going to be absorbed by China, but technically they're not a part of China just yet. Um, but they they know that they do need the Western world. By Western, I mean, of course, you know, Europe and, and so forth in order to in order to be successful as a country, because they know you have to trade with people. You can't just isolate yourself. You can't do all these things. So I think China is 
is is uh, like you said they are flexing to say hey look like we got something here you know we're not as and i don't think people people think that they're stupid but they say we are further along than you probably assume that we are in all of these things so here's what we're going to do we want to seat at the table we want to be able to do all these things that that other countries can do in 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 that sense and so i i think that's what china's trying to start doing with all of this um I think if if the U.S. Um, softens up to that, it will be I mean, I, it would be under a Joe Biden administration. I'm not trying to blame him for anything or everything, but it, this would be an administration to take the fall for that because we just came out of an administration that claimed to be tough on China and and this, that or the other. When and all actually, it did nothing but hurt the U.S. citizens. And so um, we so we, we we came from an administration that's doing that to where now Joe Biden can take the can take the fall for everything. His administration can take the fall for a lot. And he's he, let's be real. This is going to be a one term president, you know. So um, at the end of his administration, the whoever is in within power can come in, clean it up to where we now have good like China is on, is on somewhat of good terms where we're giving them some leeway. They're giving us some leeway and so forth. So I, I think this is a, we start now and kind of moves, moves further along down the road to where there's an understanding of mutual agreements. There are um, better, better, um, I don't want to say trade agreements. Hopefully there are better trade agreements as in no, no tariffs on anything. That's a dream world for me, but they, um, there, there are better agreements between countries and so forth. And so, um, like you said, I, I think this is this is China trying to get out from under the thumb and be able to say, hey, let us be at the table. We want a voice. We want to be able to do some stuff. I mean, I feel like they have a seat at the table. I, I don't know what it is that China isn't able to do, really. <laughs> I mean, they they can, and I don't think this was intentional. Some people do. I don't. They can release a global virus. They can, I, but, I, but also with trade, you know, you, you have them exploiting this weird developing country status thing with, with the WTO, where right. you can claim that you're a developing country. And then there are all these developing countries who are like, why is China still in our club? And China's like, because I'm a developing country. And they're like, but you're not. But yeah, no, I totally am. So it, there's, there's a lot of double standards that right. are going on. Um, and I think you know, our posture really needs to change. I worry about us just becoming more embedded over the next four years, eight years with China, especially because, yeah, when when China liberalized, it really helped. It helped people who were powerful. They kind of did this halfway liberalization, right? Right. And so you, you were able to have a little bit more, you had, you had more distribution of wealth, quite frankly, because that's what happens when you move toward capitalism is you tend to have more even distribution. Um, but, you know, from from communists, you actually have more distribution of, of opportunity. You have better, you know, people are actually able to have wealth. Right. Um, but I worry that the people who are profiting from China's halfway liberalization now are the people who don't have any interest in enforcing further, and we don't need to enforce further liberalization necessarily, although I would feel very badly for the Chinese people if, if they didn't become more liberalized somehow. Right. I think that there's a, there is a danger that is not zero that is, that is posed to, to the global mm. community that, um, that redounds from our, 
giving so much leeway um, mm. and looking the other way when certain countries behave very badly. And of course, the U.S. isn't innocent in any of this, right. but I, I don't think I think that you can condemn one government without having to completely have your own hands clean yourself. And I think it actually right. says more about the U.S. Um, it reflects worse on the U.S. if if we do absolutely nothing in response to you know, this this cascade of incidents mm. than if we if we do something right um but I mean, that's and, yeah not calling for nuclear war or anything <laughs> and i and I, I don't i i think the u.s will do what it what it what it has been doing previously with china and that is absolutely nothing it's just um <laughs> looking very angry just yeah, crossing it's, it's, their arms it's, right yeah. it's it, it's like you know you're you're having a uh uh like like you're a parent and you have a kid who's across who's across the room and they're getting ready to touch a button and you're yelling at them, don't touch that button and they're like i'm gonna do it don't touch the button i'm gonna do it they touch the button and you just look at me like you shouldn't have touched the button and then nothing happens yeah. like that's literally what what our relationship with him has been and and it's and i from from a from a government standpoint and from a uh What's the from a private company standpoint? I get it. China's got a lot of people there. That's a huge market for people to be to to be a part of. And you have companies telling the U.S. government, "Do not ruin our relationship with China because they make a lot of money for us." And so, which which again goes back to all the crony capitalism that that we mm-hmm. have within the U.S. And so, when you have things like that, you're you 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 get these relations of being you know what we can be soft on china like who cares what they're how they're treating their people and we'll look the other way you know or it's uh it or like what was it two years ago when you get daryl morey who tweets about you know free hong kong or whatnot and then all of a sudden he gets blasted in the nba with players talking about he has no idea what he's talking about this that or the other and you know, and the government running to the defense of China, as opposed to saying like, "Oh, you know what? Let's let's see what this what this tweet is actually about." And this is just a GM of a of whether well, he's a former GM of the Rockets, but th- this is just some guy who's in the NBA, and of course, the NBA is huge in China. So of course, the NBA says, "Daryl Morey, you should apologize, and you should do this and do that," and it it just shows that people are are afraid of China because they. They view them as this, this, this up and coming nation. Even though they're already, they've been up and coming for a long time. They mm-hmm. are here. They've up and they are established. Like they, they're. I mean, when you have, when you have the GDP of a country that they do, and when you're able to do the things that they can, stop comparing yourself to some Middle Eastern country. Like you, Mike. Stop comparing yourself to India. Let's be real. Stop comparing yourself to India. You guys are on two different scales now. Like be real with yourself. So when when you but when you have those situations, they they're very people are very scared to address it because they don't want to take a hit to their pocketbook. They don't want to take a hit to certain things and and that's where you um, I mean like I just said, you know, that that's where you get companies in the pocket of the government saying, "Hey, eh, not not too much here. Not too much here because that'll affect my brand here." Nike. 
you know, that'll fit my brand here. The NBA, that'll fit my brand here. Uh, other countries, uh, I mean, other companies, Apple, and eh, we got to we, we got to calm down here. So all of these things that are they give up their their uh, their issues to, 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 to make some money over there. And I'm not knocking. I mean, heck, if 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 I had a big client who was trying to do something with me or whatnot, then I mean, I probably would. I'm like, hey, look, like, eh, that's a little too much. We're going to have to cut ties. We're not because I I feel like I operate ethically, unlike the government. So so that that's where that's where the line is drawn but the government government will will just continue to do tell china to stop stop pushing the buttons they'll push the buttons and then we'll move further and further along or whatnot now again i mean like i said i'm not calling for for a nuclear war definitely not at all partly because i'm not prepared for one just yet so i have a very (laughs) very very nascent plan i don't see it going well but it gives me comfort yeah, I'm I'm not a cockroach. So if yeah. I was a cockroach, I, I'd be a little different. But I'm not. So you know, be be safe. I'm not calling for for aggression upon anybody or anything in this world. So right, I, I think. And and you're you're different because you are an ANCAP. I'm I see a utility for the state. I, mm. It's a minimal one, but it does have to do with international relations. Right, and I think in this kind of situation, you really need to as a state start thinking about your various and we won't talk about trade but in in terms of if you want to have a if you have a business that wants to become a multinational and there needs to be a clearer set of parameters drawn up for what can various countries demand of Mm. my country's corporations corporations in my country when they're sitting down to do business that's going to affect the bottom line in both countries. Right. Um, and once again, one of the first things that I would do is I would just start recruiting immigrants from China like crazy. Yeah. Um, I'd vet them, but you know, you, you want to see, you want to see consequences that improve people's lives and better people's Definitely. lives, not, not treat them like pawns. Definitely. So that's uh that's that's amanda the uh the international relations expert that's that's me stumping for some you know i i'm i'm already not surviving my senate hearing i know that that's they're gonna find some email something that i said some photo i don't know right right i i I think you nor i are surviving some some sort of senate confirmation for sure i mean it's day one i mean you you know it'll be a good thing when you have both Republicans and Democrats coming for you, you're like, oh, you may be doing something right. You may be doing something right. That's the thing. Or you could play both sides of the field, right? So you could like, you could, you could just, <laughs> you could try and amp up whenever someone's questioning you. You just, you just say what you think they, what, what you agree with that they also agree with. And then, right. yeah. And then oh, maybe you survive okay. for a little bit. But like, uh, We could both agree that A Bug's Life is a great movie. We can Great. both agree that DreamWorks <laughs> should have continued with its Exodus series. And then it should have done Esther, quite frankly. Exactly. Esther would have made a fantastic DreamWorks movie. Yes. The crazy thing is they started, as we're going back to DreamWorks, they started with Joseph. They did Joseph. Yeah. Oh, you're right. And, and, and the coat, whatnot, it wasn't as good as Prince of Egypt. No. But they, they, they did Joseph. So they went from Joseph to Exodus or, or to, to leaving Egypt. But they didn't do anything past that, which 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 is sad. DreamWorks, if you guys are listening, anybody out there and you got some connection with DreamWorks, please put it in their ear to continue that saga. I would one hundred percent 
be behind it. 100%. When you get, when you get to Esther, I'll do the voice acting. Well, it's, it'll be awesome. great. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. And then I can be Joshua. After yeah. Moses oh, yeah. is gone, I'm Joshua. We're going over, going into the promised land. Me and Jericho across from the Jordan, ready to go. Ready to go. Sorry. This is a great, I, I think you and I and like two of our listeners are having such a great time listening to this right now. Thanks guys exactly. for sticking with it. Exactly. So, um, but again, thank you guys so much for, for, for hearing our DreamWorks spat and, and our Disney's Pixar's. We're not, but for real, DreamWorks, Prince of Egypt, I would highly encourage you to check out that movie. A Bug's Life, if you haven't, check it out. Um, if you if you have, rewatch it again, and you will see a lot of parallels between what is currently happening now in our country um, and determine whose side you want to be on. You want to be a hopper or you want to be an ant. OK, so um, but thanks for listening. If you've made it this um, made it all the way through this episode, uh, we thank we, we, we thank you for that. We love you for that. Please, please, please leave a five star rating and review because we know we are worth it. We give movie reviews here talk about we give you soundtrack reviews here we give dreamworks great ideas to move forward with 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 specific production and so forth so you guys have all that but please leave a five-star rating review subscribe to us on apple Podcasts. hit that follow hit that like um make sure that you listen to us on spotify wherever you catch your podcatcher um, whether it's on amazon or google or, or so forth we're on all those platforms please 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 Share this show with a friend, a family member, somebody who you feel like needs to hear it, somebody who you feel like um, would love it, somebody who you feel would like it, and somebody who you feel like would hate it. Share them with all three of those people, and then the person who hates it probably end up liking us because we're some likable people, and I feel like we're very reasonable. So um, do all of those things. Oh, I forgot. Follow us on all forms of social media, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, personal and our podcast as well too we will have all those linked in the show notes as well do all of that and we will be back again next week with another episode of civil discord your weekly radical dose of your weekly dose of radical curiosity because i missed it in the beginning but your radical your weekly dose of radical curiosity as always i'm maurice y'all be easy stay fierce